Welcome to the Love Big Love Wide podcast. My name is Jeff Ortiz, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, inspirational speaker, and the Love Big Love Wide guy. I just want to say thank you for listening to this podcast. And uh, I'm truly grateful for your support and for your love. If you want to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram at Jeff underscore Ortiz underscore LBLW. You can email me at LBLWguy at gmail.com. You can also email me at Jeff at RenovariCounseling.com. I am going to dive into how we can be awe-inspiring, live in our greatness, and what that looks like and how, like what that transformative process looks like. It's a radical transformation that I believe is a three-step process. It's as detailed, it's involved, it's, there's a lot of steps to it. I'm not going to get into all the steps of under each one, but I believe you need awareness, you need to understand your worth, and you need to execute in those things daily to live your authentic self. Think about that one person that you're in awe of, that you're just like, wow, they got it together. They figured it out. They they understand who they are. For me, when I was 10 years old, uh, t- around 10 years old, back in the 80s when the Lakers were playing the Celtics, my mom's family had come out and she's from New Hampshire. So they were from the Boston area and they flew out vacationed here and they're they're going back home and we took them to the airport LAX and during that time the Lakers were playing the Celtics in the finals and they didn't take uh, chartered planes back then they just flew with everybody else all the commoners and when they you know they did that they got dropped off at the terminals just like everybody else so I remember standing there at the uh, at the sidewalk and limousines were pulling up and I I remember seeing Pat Riley, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Kurt Rambis, Big Game James. But I'm looking for that one guy. And I, if you're a Laker fan, you know which one guy I'm looking for. Irvin Magic Johnson. So I'm like, I didn't see him. I don't know. You know, I was looking around, all wide-eyed. Couldn't believe I was seeing these guys. And all of a sudden, this big black limousine pulls up to the curb. Door swings open. And out steps Magic Johnson. And I remember looking up and my mouth open. And I'm like, Magic Johnson. I didn't realize that I said it out loud. And he says, hey, kid. And I'm like, what? (laughs) He just said, he just acknowledged me. So I'm like, did my parents, where my parents at? Did they see it? Did they turn around and they're behind me smiling? They saw what had happened. I'm like, it's Magic Johnson. like, yeah, we know. So from that day forward, I told everybody we're best friends. That's the only time I ever met him. But we're best friends. You ever been in awe of anybody? I believe they recognize and they know why they do what they do. And they know who they are. And watching Magic Johnson on the court, I, I recognize that he knew who he was. And he encouraged people. He inspired people. He made people on that floor better. Because he knew his purpose. He knew what he was doing on that court. He knew what he he meant to the team. And he did it. Man, you watch him and he you wouldn't even know that he saw the guy 
uh, in the wing and uh, or at the baseline, and Bomi's popping them a pass and they're nailing it. Running down court behind the back to Michael Cooper, who's going to dunk it, or Big Game James, and you know, man, he was he was awesome. Uh, I mean, that was ten that's ten year old Jeff talking right now. <laughs> man, how cool is that? But I want you to think what would it be like if you lived in that awe-inspiring way? Because if you have kids, if you have sons or daughters, they're looking up to you in that way. You are the most important figure in their life, and they're looking at you in that way. Or maybe you are a leader at work, and people are looking for you in your direction and your encouragement and your motivation, and maybe you just... You're not, you don't feel it. You don't know why you do what you do. And you're having a hard time figuring out who you are. You, you've gained this position, but it's just, mm, something's missing. And maybe you're not living up to your full potential. Maybe you're just stuck. Come with me on this journey as we discover the three steps to get into your authentic self. I look forward to uh, spending some time with you. And I thank you once again for following this uh, podcast and being a part of something bigger is definitely bigger than me. It's bigger than you. It's, it's, this is for everybody. And so I just want to be an encouragement to you and hope that this inspires you. All right, guys, here we go. We are diving in to living an awe-inspiring life and the acronym of AWE. And we're diving into A, the awareness portion. This is one of the things that I like to do as a marriage and family therapist, try to understand where people are coming from and create an awareness, a clarity of why they do what they do. You see, a lot of people just come into therapy and they have presenting issues. Uh, they're struggling in their marriage. They are struggling at work. They may have um, clinical depression, anxiety, issues with children. They, they've got issues and symptoms that are preventing them from living the life that they want to live. And so as I get to know them, I try to develop and create an awareness. And what I'm going to do uh, in this is encourage you and inspire you to think about why you do what you do and who you are in that process. A lot of people, I think, go through life wondering who they are and what their purpose is. I think a lot of people don't ask the questions of why they do what they do they just react based on their experiences of life, their upbringing, their situation. Uh, they utilize their experiences of, of what has worked before. Maybe they get caught in the emotional roller coaster of life. And so they just react because, let's say, for, for instance, take me for an example. I grew up an angry individual. Really underneath the anger was a lot of hurt and sadness and disappointment. Did I communicate that? No. I would just get angry. 
And then when I got angry, I would project that anger onto people. And I got in a lot of trouble for that. I got divorced because of that. I had to repair my relationship with my boys because of it. So I had to ask the question of why do I do what I do? And am I, am I living my authentic self? And so as you start to think about why you do what you do, think about your, your childhood. I'm a therapist who likes to go back and discover what you learned as a child. Either from your parents or your grandparents or whoever raised you, whatever caregiver. You know, what rules did you develop from that upbringing? How did you respond to conflict? How did you respond to nurture? How did you respond to love? Did you love? Did you grow up in a house of love? Did you grow up with two parents? One parent, none. Did you grow up in the foster care system? Did you grow up going to church or not going to church? When a situation would arise, let's say uh, something that was out of your control, were you comforted? Did your parents comfort you? Did you grow up in a conservative home? Or did you grow up in a more liberal home? Did you grow up under the umbrella of guilt, shame, and hurt and pain? Maybe you experienced some sort of trauma in your life. Were your feelings ever validated? What did you grow up in? Why are you who you are today? Why do you do what you do today? You see, when I went through a divorce, that was, that was the one single most event that prompted me to change my life. Because the pain of staying as the person that I was at that time was greater than the pain it was to change. And so I had to figure out, okay, why do I get, why am I getting angry? Why am I getting so upset? And once I discovered that there was a lot and hurt of pain in there, then I was able to reconcile with it. Then I could see why my now ex-wife had a difficult time connecting with me and how I had a difficult time connecting with her. Because I created an awareness of what the real internal struggle was for me. And when we discover that internal struggle, when we find the awareness and there brings clarity out, we can work with that. Now, if we're just reacting and we're still, you know, emotionally um, escalated and we're responding in a negative way, the chances of, of connecting with somebody else are very low. We're actually going to create distance between us and them. You see, I experienced so much guilt and shame growing up that when my when I felt disrespected by people, 
I would get upset. Did I talk to them? No. Did I talk, try to talk about how I felt hurt and, and I felt uh, the pain and the, the guilt and the shame? No, I didn't talk about it. When I didn't feel validated or respected, I talk about it? No. I just got upset. And because I got upset, I felt that gave me the right to project my anger onto other people. You see, because I felt victimized. I felt like I was the victim in the situation. Get back to that victim state. I'm not letting go. <laughs> I'm going to keep nailing the victim state mentality. And that's truly what it was. Some of the traumatic experiences I've had in my life played a role because there was triggers in different scenarios that connected with, and I couldn't differentiate between being the 10 year old experiencing um, being disrespected and being the 25 or 26 year old. And you would think because I'm a grown man that I would be able to differentiate. But if you've not done the work, if you've not created an awareness, you're not going to be able to differentiate. There's a responsibility for that grown man grown women to take responsibility to take responsibility for what they're experiencing you see you can have you can be victimized and have traumas in your past that are not your fault and you can be victimized i i get that i've talked about that however Carrying that with you throughout life puts you in the victim state. And then you're going to try to create reasons to validate when you get upset. And there's never a reason. There's no such thing as, okay, I, I understand why you got so upset. And I understand why you put me down. You never have to go there. You can always maintain who you are. So we, 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 I'm jumping ahead a, sec, a little bit. But what I want you to to start to recognize is, is creating an awareness of why you do what you do. You see, I, I've been accused of po um, pooping positivity. <laughs> My good friend, uh, Daniel Verdugo says, Jeff Ortiz, he poops positivity. And it, it I mean, it's not, one is not true. <laughs> That's probably what I ate the night before. But what I mean is this has been a process to get to, to a positive mindset, to a victory mindset, I had to start here first with the awareness. Because at 27, 28, I was not this guy. I was not a positive mindset guy. I was not looking to uh, encourage and inspire people. I was in that victim state. So I was looking for reasons to validate why I was doing what I was doing and projecting my anger onto people. But once I started taking responsibility because I created an awareness and recognized that different some different circumstances in my life played a role in, in why I was the way I was and who I was at that time. And I knew I needed to change. One of the first things I did was was uh, my faith, uh, my faith in God, turning my life over to God and say, hey, I need your help. It's one of the first things I did. I'll be straightforward with you. That's just what I did. And from that point forward, he grew me. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's not that I was perfect. 
I did not do everything perfect and I still don't do everything perfect. Thank God he is who he is because he's patient with me and he knows <laughs> that his son is difficult and that I'm trying. But I started to discover some of the the gifts and strengths that he gave me. I started to let go of those traumas that I had. I started to let go of the things that people said about me that I used to use as fuel to, to, to drive me and to produce a certain behavior that was, you know, better than other people because I would compare myself and it. That is not, is not a healthy way to live life. Comparing myself to somebody else or saying that, well, I don't do this, but they do that. Or at least, you know, I, I may be difficult and challenging, but I'm not doing this. Uh-uh. Careful. Creating the awareness of what you grew up in. Maybe you grew up in a an addiction addiction home, addictive home. There's a addiction in the home. Maybe there is abuse, physical, sexual, emotional. Maybe you were bullied in school, at home, on the sports team, on the dance team. Swim team, in band, in choir. Maybe teachers looked at you as a problem kid because they didn't know what was going on at home. You didn't tell them. You didn't want to tell them. And they just put you down or thought less of you and you knew it. And Maybe they verbalized it. Maybe you had a caregiver that was supposed to just love on you and take care of you. And they didn't. They didn't validate you. They just ignored you. They were physically present, but emotionally gone. How did that impact you? And what are you doing today to heal through that? You see, marriage and family therapy, it, like therapy is, it's an investment. It's an invest, investment in you. You're paying a professional to help you uncover these things, to help you process why you're struggling with current day situations and circumstances that are impacting you in a negative way. And once you learn these things, you develop a different thought process, tools that help you work through some of the symptoms that you're experiencing. And people ask me like, how, how, how do I do this and how do I do that? Well, I'm going to tell you, it's addition and subtraction. If, if I'm going to be positive about any situation, I can't be negative at the same time. So I got to throw out the negative, irrational thought that I may have and replace it with a positive, rational one. And I can look at my circumstances as a woe is me that Eeyore mindset, that victim state mindset, and look at all the problems that come with it. Or I can look at it, at it from a Tigger standpoint and just be excited and op, you know optimistic and seek out every opportunity to change. I have to forgive, and I don't forgive people to let them 
quote unquote off the hook, I forgive them to let me off the hook. So I'm not carrying around that baggage with me. Because if I'm carrying around that anger and that disgust and that that hurt and that pain, it's going to come out and manifest in other ways on other people, particularly the ones we're close to, our spouse, our kids, the people that are living in our house. And I know this is connecting with a lot of you. I know it. I know it is touching something. Having the awareness, in my opinion, is the power to either do something with it or not. Because I'm going to tell you what's going to really hurt is when you figure out where this is coming from and not taking care of it. Because now you, you have an awareness inside you and the clarity is there as to why you do what you do. But hanging on to it and recognizing, oh, man, I can be doing something different. I'm not even going to say it's better. In my opinion, it's better. But it's different. It's it's closer to the individual that you want to be. And here's the other side of it. Create an awareness of, of what you enjoy. See, getting getting to the who you are. Your gifts and your strengths. What God gave you. What he put inside of you. What are you doing with that? How are you utilizing that? Are you suppressing them? Because you're, you have this mask on and you're living life being what everybody else wants you to be because you're afraid of judgment? Can I tell you right now? People are going to judge you. People are going to criticize you. People are going to try to hold you down and keep you from living your dreams. I guarantee it. But only one person has to believe in what you're going to do and what you want to do and what you've been called to do. Only one person. And that person is you. And if you live another day without living who you're supposed to be, it's going to be difficult. Because you know that it's inside you. You know you have those gifts. And when you swim through all that negativity and all those people telling you that, oh, no, you, you're supposed to do this. See, I'm, I'm a marriage and family therapist now by trade, but that's not all I do. I'm more than a psychotherapist. I'm an inspirational speaker. I'm a teacher. I'm a man of love. I'm a man of Christ. I love people. I had to discover what was already there. It's not like I put it in there. It was more like I, I dug deep down. You know, when you dig deep, deep down for time capsule, you dig and dig and dig and you pull it up and then there's, there's this capsule, this treasure of, of things that were put away. I found it. And when I started to find it, I started, oh man, this is fun. This is exciting. This is exciting speaking to people. This is exciting to encourage people. And to encourage them to think about why they do what they do. And then more importantly, discover who they are in that process. And as you discover that who you are in that process, guess what comes off? Yeah, that mask. The mask they used to put on, it starts to come off. 
Because now you're not afraid to let people see that individual that is inside you. Now you're actually excited to show them. And then when they do judge you and they do criticize you or they do kind of passively aggressive say something to you, it doesn't impact you the same way because you're not the same person. Because now you're looking through the eyes of somebody who's focused on their gifts and their strengths. That's why it's a lot easier for me now to be positive and to be focused on my gifts and my strengths and have faith that things are going to work out. I don't always know they're going to work out. (laughs) Do I get scared? Oh, yeah, man. Come on. I get scared. I get overwhelmed. Heck, yeah. But what I've learned to do is just slow things down. Get back to, okay, what am I experiencing? What somatic uh, experience am I having? Which means, what is my body telling me? How's my body reacting to what I'm thinking, what I'm experiencing, what I'm believing about myself? And I slow things down. I take a step back, talk myself down. How is this impacting me? Am Am I threatened? Am I not threatened? How can I grow in this situation? Am I overwhelmed? Sure, maybe I'm overwhelmed. But there's always an opportunity to grow when you're overwhelmed. Am I being avoidant? Am I being angry? How can I get that place of security? How can I reassure myself that everything's going to be all right? Well, like I said, I'm a man of faith, so I put my faith in God. But still, even that, I don't know. But I'd rather put my faith in God than fear, having fear, fear of the unknown, fear that I might catch a virus that I don't even know, you know, where it's going to come from. Oh, I'm going to get it here and I'm going to get there. No, I'm not. I'm not going to live in that fear. If it's my time, it's my time. Period. Am I going to follow the rules? Sure. I'm a rules follower. (laughs) I'm going to put on the mask. I'm putting on gloves. Well, not maybe not gloves, but put on the mask, wash my hands, sanitize. I've been doing that. I've always done that. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that having the awareness of where are you putting your faith? Are you reacting in a way of fear? Or are you responding in a way of faith that things are going to work out? So when your child acts up at 13 or 14 and they backtalk to you, and they tell you you're the worst parent there ever, there's ever been, existed, they never loved you. You know, that 13, 14 year old that used to change the diapers, take him to the park and swing him on the swing for countless hours. Yeah, that kid. How you respond? How you respond in love? I'm going to tell you right now, I haven't always responded in love. Even though I've gone through this a process of creating awareness of, you know, why I do what I do, it's still, ooh, sometimes I say some things I shouldn't say. I'm a lot better at not saying them now, but boy, did I have to learn. It's not easy, but I give myself grace. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. It's never going to be perfect, but that's where apologizing. I would never apologize. I was too proud. I had to, I had to realize and recognize how proud I was. And once I started dying to that pride, 
become humble, ask for forgiveness, tell people I love them. If I hurt them, if I maybe came off wrong, I'm the class clown. (laughs) I make people laugh so they stop picking on me. And sometimes I push the limit too far. So, you know, I'm learning how to readjust those limits, still have fun, still be me, because I, I like to have fun. I like to encourage people. That is that is my gift. And as I do that, then I'm able to connect with them and encourage them. And they know it's it's from an authentic place. I want I don't care about anything in return. Maybe just friendship, that'd be great. But even then, if it's just one encounter, I hope that makes a difference in their life. I hope they see that somebody sees their gifts and strengths. You see, I'm able to love in a great way because I, I'm able to receive love and love myself and love the good and bad parts about myself. I'll love the, the bad parts and grow them and, and really learn from them so that way I don't go back there. So I don't create that victim state again. And I'll love the great things about me and share those with people, share my life with people. That's what awareness does. It opens the key to that time capsule box that contains all the great things about you. You go Pandora's box, whatever it is, to bring it out. There it is. Hello. Wow. Here I am. When I do my speaking, I talk about uh, the authentic me. And I have little Jeff. And if you've heard me speak, you've seen little Jeff. Little Jeff got covered in guilt, shame, hurt, and pain. But as I go through this process of creating awareness and worth and and executing it daily, then I I am able to live in the authentic way that I've always been created to live. And stop letting external circumstances and, and people tell me how I should do things. Now, I I listen to people. Uh, I seek advice and counsel. That's wisdom, right? But I I don't allow the negativity that gets projected on me because of their insecurity. You see, I don't react out of anger anymore. Eh, (laughs) Sometimes I do. But what I'm saying is that it, it will still impact me. But when somebody comes at me, as opposed to going back at them, that used to be first nature, boom. I take a step back. I'm like, oh, what? what's wrong with them? Or what's wrong with them? Did I do anything to cause that? And if I did, then I need to own it. But if I didn't, I, I don't, right? I could just let them have their space. Maybe they'll apologize. Maybe they won't. But if they don't apologize, then I can set a boundary and say, hmm, yeah, that wasn't cool. That wasn't loving. That wasn't kind. So I'm going to set a boundary. I'm going to limit how much time I spend with you. If it's if it needs to be a hard boundary, then I'll set a hard boundary. But that gets back to the awareness of knowing why you do what you do and who you are in that process. Like knowing that you're worth more. And I'll get to worth, but I want to fo- stay focused on the awareness. Do Having the awareness of being optimistic or pessimistic I grew up in a home that was, I would consider more pessimistic than optimistic. You know, the kind of looking at the, the woe is me type thinking, the victim state mentality. 
it wasn't always like that, but I would say it, it happened more than not. And so that was my go-to. And I'm not blaming anybody for it. That was just my go-to because there's other things, other circumstances, how I got picked on at school, how I got, you know, had difficulty with teachers because I was a class clown because I didn't want to get picked on anymore. So I made people laugh instead. I got in a lot of trouble. And so I grew up not feeling like I was good enough. And when you don't feel like you're good enough, you're going to act like you're not good enough. Because it all comes down to what you believe about yourself. Just like I said, if you want to live out your gifts and strengths, you have to believe in what your purpose is. And if I believe that I'm not good enough, I'm going to live that out. But if I believe I have a purpose, like my purpose is to share love big, love wide with everybody. Love big for your purpose, love wide to accept the things about you and other people in order to connect with yourself and other people. So that way we are engaging in creating a life that is living in our gifts and strengths in our authentic self. Not dismissing the fact that what you've experienced in life and just trying to move forward. I don't want you to, it needs to be validated. And it, it's, it's validated to a point of forgiveness and then moving forward. See, I'm thankful now that I grew up in the house that I grew up in because I learned, I really learned both sides of this thing. I really had great parents that taught me great things, taught me how to love. They, they, they took me to church every Sunday. Had I not had that, I, I don't know if I would have, my faith would have, you know, grown when I went through the divorce, but I had that experience. I knew what it was like, but my relationship with God got a lot closer when, when I, I knew that, okay, hey, I believe that you put this in me and I want to grow it. I want to do more with it. This love that you put in my heart, yeah, I want to give that away. How you've shown me in this process, because I went to therapy after the divorce, I want to, I want to be able to teach people how to do this. I want to help coach people how to do this. Whether I see them professionally or I'm speaking to them, I just want them to know that it's possible. That it's possible that they can come from a home that has some difficult circumstances. That they come from a family bloodline of addiction and they can persevere and overcome and share with the world how to do it. And I believe this is like one of the first steps, having that awareness. Because awareness develops clarity And the clarity just hones in on what things you need to work on. And when you do that, it's like, it's like living in the matrix. (laughs) When Neil figured it out at the end, everything just slowed down. He started to see it. It's like, well, I can do this. Yeah, it's like that. That movie's written for this. So that you can see your gifts and strengths and realize the impact that you have on this world and what that looks like and how you can do it in a way that just aligns how you are made to be. 
and doing that with love. You see, I could sit here and tell you for days and days to just love, love, love. No, well, if if nobody loved you, you're not going to love. You're not going to know what that is. But if you know why you don't love, because you're beaten and you were neglected and you never knew your mom or you never knew your dad. Or you had to move all over the United States and never made connection with people and you felt like you were just never listened to and never heard and never validated. Well, yeah, I can understand why it might be tough for you when I say, no, you got love. I'm taking for granted that you do know how to do it. And I just want you to create the awareness of why you don't know what it is. And then figure out what would life have been like if you were validated? How would that look different? And how would it look different if you utilize your gifts and strengths? What things do you need to take away? What things do you need to heal from? Right? What things do you need to heal from in your past that are getting the best of you because they're covered in guilt, shame, and hurt and pain to let go of and replace it with? Maybe you have you're a great musician. And maybe you're a great athlete. Maybe you're a great cook. Maybe you understand people. But you don't you haven't taken that next step to love them. You can sympathize with them, but empathy is a little different. And you're not sure, you know, it's you know, Brene, Dr. Brene Brown talks about vulnerability. When you get into vulnerability, that's what the process of therapy does. Is it allows you to get into vulnerability state. It allows you to get to a place where you are really connecting with the process. And your therapist as a guide will help direct you in that way. But it's truly you allowing yourself to be vulnerable that brings up this awareness of, oh, man, I didn't realize how much that impacted me. I hear people all the time like dismiss, oh yeah, yeah, well, I went, went, excuse me, I went through that, went through this, experienced this, experienced that. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> well, let's go back to that. That's kind of a big deal. Eh, it's just something I experienced. No, no. How'd you feel in that? Well, I don't know. I was just, I was just mad. Just angry. No big deal. Uh, okay. There's always more. And that's where the awareness comes out. You see, if we're going to be on sparring, we got to, and be awesome, we got to figure out how to get there. Having the awareness of what dirt and mud cover you, but also going, digging down deep and pulling up what gifts and strengths that you have, that you know you have, that you've kind of buried, not kind of, that you did bury that you avoid, you suppress, and that you are not willing to open up because you're afraid that maybe, like for me, I love people and I don't have any problem telling them I love them. You, you know me. I'll, if you guy or girl, I'll tell you I love you. I care about you. You mean a lot to me. Right? I got the love of my life. My wife, <laughs> that she's the, she's the only woman that I really, really love. But I've said, what I mean is I'll say to like, if you're a female, I'll call you my sister. And if you're a male, I'll call you my brother. 
I love you, sister. I love you, brother. Like, that's what it means. And I thought maybe people would think I was weak because of it. I mean, I know in my childhood I did. Because, you know, you got to be a man. You got to play sports. You got to be tough. Can't let anybody talk crap to you. All that stuff. But now I recognize having the awareness of I was afraid of what people think. Now I don't care. I love people. I look for the good in people because I look for the good in myself. So if you're looking for the good in you, you're going to look for the good in in your spouse. You're going to look for the good in your child, regardless of what they say, because you're going to take a step back and be like, whoa, whoa, why'd you say that? (laughs) Where'd that come from? And so it's going to be easier to be accountable for your experiences. And the positive mindset, that's a whole different ball game. That is like a, that is a, a process in which you are just constantly looking for ways to reframe, reprocess and repurpose what you're experiencing that is trying to move forward, be optimistic and engage with everybody and anything that's in the way and do it in a way that's productive and encouraging and inspiring and vulnerable. I believe positivity is, is is a place of vulnerability because it it allows you to tap into your gifts and your strengths and, and pull those out to connect with people. Anytime we're trying to connect with people, there's a there's a sense of vulnerability in that because they can reject you. And then we have to deal with the rejection. Are we gonna deal with the rejection like we always dealt with the rejection? You know, be avoidant or be anxious and upset and you know, fearful, or are we going to handle the rejection and recognize, okay, that's their feeling. That's their, their, their mindset. They're allowed to feel that way. But this all comes from awareness, having awareness of why you do what you do, living out your purpose. What have you been called to do? What is that little voice inside of you saying, I need you to do this because I don't want to die with this inside me. I want people to see it. I want to impact people with it. I want to impact the community I live. I want to impact the world I live in. What is your purpose? What is that little voice saying, please, please live this out. Heal from what you need to heal from. Create the awareness of why you do what you do so I can thrive in your life so that I can help show you who you are. You see, purpose is placed inside you. This guy you see talking to you now, that that's purpose. That's not the young Jeff. The young Jeff would have hit. He would never turn this thing on. He would have never looked, he would have looked at how he speaks and be like, oh, been critical of himself. He would have put himself down. And, oh, he mumbled here. He didn't finish his sentence here. He got off track there. That guy would have, mm-mm. but my purpose, my purpose drives me to make these videos. My purpose drives me to grow love big, love wide. LBLW all day because it's bigger than me. My purpose is bigger than me. It will always be bigger than me. This isn't about me. 
This is about utilizing my gifts and my strengths in order to inspire and encourage you to live in your greatness, to live in your purpose, to let you know that, hey, you can come from difficulties in life, just like I did. I'm a marriage and family therapist who's been through a divorce. Let that sink in. Some of you guys are like, oh, no, you're not credible. You're not my guy. I've been married 45 years. I can never work with that guy. But then I start talking about awareness. You're like, oh, yeah, I got some of that. I got some of that. I got some of that. See, I don't look at what people have been through. Whether you've been married 45 years or you've been married three or four times, I'm still going to go to this. Because if without the awareness, we don't really ever get to our authentic self and the potential that it has. You have greatness inside you. That was given to you. I didn't give it to you. That's yours. It's different than mine. Your gifts and strengths, probably different than mine. What makes you you? Your talents, how you connect with people, how you bring a smile to somebody's face, that's yours. Don't let anybody take that away from you. Don't give your power away to anybody else. It's in the awareness. I'm I'm starting to jump ahead to the worth, so I'll stop there. But the awareness is recognizing what your gifts and strengths are and utilizing to the best of your ability. But it's uncovering all that junk that you're carrying with you. I always think about Santa Claus and that big bag that he carries with all the toys in it hunched over trying to you know put in the sleigh like, no don't don't carry that that's not for you to carry you let that go and you just you run you pace yourself and you, you run this marathon of life you keep moving forward one step at a time people ask me how i'm doing i'm, I'm living the dream one day at a time If you would have told me back when I was 28, I'd be able to do this stuff, I'd say, you're crazy. But I've had people that around me that believed in me, who have encouraged me, who have inspired me. And what they see here on this video is a result of them pouring their life into me. And so now any chance I get, I'm trying to pour my life into others and encourage them and inspire them to see the gifts and the strengths that they have to uncover their purpose. And when they uncover that purpose, there they go. They recognize that they can be relational, they can be loving, they can be kind, but it doesn't make them weak. Like little Jeff used to think. It doesn't make them weak. It makes them strong, it makes them unique, it makes them vulnerable. This is the first part, creating awareness. As things come up for you, write them down and figure out and decide whether you're going to let that continue to take power in your life or if you're willing to let it go and forgive and heal and replace it with your gifts and your strengths or replace it with grace or replace replace it with love and start taking that step, living out who you're always meant to be. I love you, care about you, and I want you to be encouraged.
and inspired. You can follow me on Instagram at Jeff underscore Ortiz underscore LBLW. You can email me at Jeff at Renovari Counseling.com or the LBLW guy at gmail.com. If you want to speak at your schools, at your churches, at your uh, whatever event that you may have that you want to encourage and inspire people. My number is 626-261-3299. I'm here for you. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to hide. I'm going to keep pushing forward until my purpose is played out. Until my last breath here. That's my goal. To keep going. To keep inspiring. Awareness. To be awe-inspiring. To be awesome. Love you guys.